hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 465, and this is part two of the seven-figure seller reveals how to launch products and build brands in 2018 with Mike Jackness. And if you guys missed part one, you're probably going to want to go back and listen to that because it'll make a lot more sense. And I broke this up into two parts because it was so darn long. Mike and I, uh, we just got on a call and just started talking and getting caught up as far as what he's been doing, what I've been doing about building a six-figure and a seven-figure brand, multiple brands. We talk about launching. We talk about product selection. We talk about funnels. We talk about advertising, uh, you know, the future of Amazon, uh, you know, all of that stuff is really in these two episodes. So that's part one, which is episode 464, and then part two, which is today's episode in 465. So head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 465. You'll also get a link there to part one, or you can just go directly there on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you are, and uh, you can listen to that. I would definitely advise you do that uh, and uh, and really just kind of listen in and you know pull the things out of there that you can use right now, or even in the planning stages of you launching right now. Uh, because Mike and I agree on a lot of things as far as moving forward and the launch process. And we're going to actually pick up in this conversation where we talk about dripping out product. So this way here, we can start to get sales right out of the gate. And then we can start to get in Amazon's algorithm and then start getting some of those organic sales. And uh, you're going to hear all about that here from today's uh, part two episode. All right. So uh, I'm going to stop talking so you can enjoy that. I will remind you though, if you did miss the last episode, I did mention that we do have a brand new workshop that I take you through the five-step roadmap for building a six-figure brand in 12 months or less. And I basically created kind of like a case study where I walk you through what we've done here in the past 12 months and how we are at a six-figure brand, not multiple six-figure brand, and how we plan to build that into a seven-figure brand over the next 18 months. So definitely go check that out, theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. That'll give you a good roadmap to follow, and it'll walk you through all of the different steps. All right, so guys, enjoy part two of this interview, or this conversation, really, that I did with my good friend, Mike Jackness. Once a product launches, drip out over a period of time, because again, when you launch a product on Amazon, let, let's just say... Uh, you know, you have a hundred potential sales to, to get uh, from, from your list. You don't want to get a hundred in one day. Right. That does nothing for you. Right. Like that just looks neat for one day. It, it's better to get three or four per day over 21 days and sustain that. Uh, you'll get a, the new bestseller tag. You'll start to really build some traction uh, with an Amazon, get ranking organically. Uh, and we find that that formula works so darn well that it's almost scary. And again, it's completely white hat. It's just a ton of upfront work and investment that a lot of people are just like, that's too much. And, and they just give up on it, which I think is a mistake. Cause I, I think as I was saying off the top of the gimmicks of today only are the gimmicks of today. And right. I promise you that like, that's going to, to, to change. And this is a much longer approach and, and going to have more value eventually when you go to resell your business anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I think that's very smart to drip. Uh, and also, uh, you know, kind of like understand that there's, there's a window in the beginning when you launch a product and that you want to continually get 
you know, consistent sales. And like you were saying, like even three or four a day, you know, versus some people saying like, I, I want to get 50 a day. But if you're going to do that, you might only get 50 for two days in a row and then you're, you're, you're gone again. So then your rank yeah. starts to drop. What do you do at that point? Like you're, you're yeah. out of emails, like you're at your, you've emptied your arsenal Yeah. and you know, it's, and if you need to legitimately be at 50 per day, then you just need to get more email addresses or, right. or whatever, or find less competitive products to, to do this strategy to start with. But, um, yeah, I mean, getting 50 per day for two days, then you're just, you're done. Like your, your product's going to eventually tail off. Uh, and just become nothing. It'll, you know, it'll, it'll be a non, it'll be a non-starter because Amazon doesn't, doesn't do crap for you after two days. Like you're not going to mm-hmm. see your stuff ranking organically or, or, or sustaining. I mean, that's the whole point, right? Is like how you want to be able to sustain organic sales and not have to continue these gimmicks like long-term. It's like, uh, you're going to run out of, again, you're going to run out of tools in your, in your shed. So you have to eventually let Amazon do the work for you. But this is just a way to get the, the thing up up the ramp. And if you have a product that isn't getting returned a lot, cause that's one of the things they look at mm-hmm. and is consistently getting five-star reviews, uh, and, and people are asking questions and, and leaving the comments or whatever about uh, all these other, uh, other factors, Amazon will continue to let it to, to do well. I mean, we've had brand new products just like that. We do no other work on anymore that are number one bestsellers. Like they just, they just, it just does well. I mean, but you have to, has some sustainability in the beginning. That's really important. Yeah. And okay, so let's just, let's talk about that really quickly. So dripping out and what we're talking about basically is just like slowly getting those sales. So slowly, uh, you know, maybe messaging your list. So what you're talking about, I, I'm pretty sure is you're segmenting your list or you're taking your list and you're dividing it into chunks. So you're going to, you're going to, if you have, uh, you know, 50,000, you may do like maybe 5,000 emails per day or whatever the math is. So this way here, you can get that steady group of sales. Is that correct? Exactly right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so yeah. And again, I mean, it's the stuff that we're talking about, it might seem to some like it's a ton, like, oh my gosh, like what am I gonna do? But really, I mean, it's, it's pretty simple if you really think about it. And actually your approach, Mike, is even simpler than most because you're not even, you know, getting a sample of your product yet until you actually test something that will sell through AliExpress. And a lot of people say, you can't do it on AliExpress. Well, this is a way that you can do it on AliExpress because you're just taking something that's close. Um, Now, I know some people are going to be like, well, what if it's not branded with your brand name? What do you do there? It doesn't matter. just doesn't matter. It's coming in with some other brand on it. It comes in sometimes in a Chinese box. I can ship 50 of them, and there could be three different styles that come from AliExpress from the same person. It doesn't matter. Like, you just have to let that go like what's more important to you you know is is, is I, I look to the long term right mm-hmm. so to me like the long-term thing is the most important and if i had to sacrifice some short-term stuff at that point it doesn't really matter um i'm not positioning it as a brand at all in the beginning i'm just a kind of a content provider yeah uh, you know so i'm like i'm offering i'm doing a giveaway of something to get their email or um you know, I have a piece of a really good piece of content that's interesting to them or a lead magnet. I don't position myself as a brand at that point. So I don't really care. Like I just and, and I don't think that the customer cares. Like most the, the average person doesn't even understand the difference anyway. Uh, as long as they're getting the product in their hands and, and they like it um, and they're not complaining about it. And if they, they if they did complain about it, I would just give them their money back. I don't really care about any of that. I just want to know that. Like I'm again, I'm looking at my desk here. I'm looking at my at a mouse. Like if I am going after a bunch of techies and I'm giving away uh, 
a gaming mouse off of AliExpress, does it really have to be branded at that point? No, it, it doesn't. I just want to know that I can convert my traffic to buy a mouse. Now, like when I go to develop my mouse, you can darn well better bet that it's going to be the best one on the market, the, the best thing I can possibly develop. It's going to be a, a kick-ass product. It's going to have amazing packaging. Uh, it's going to have great design. Everything that that we kind of specialize in, we're going to apply all those tactics to it uh, when we actually go to sell our product. But I just want to know in the early going, can I even sell a mouse, right? Like, can I can I do that? Is it even possible? Like, with this audience that I'm building up to that point, can I just sell them a mouse? Uh, you know, I've gone after at this point, let's say a gaming market, like online gaming uh, market, and I've, I've given away some other mice in contest, uh, and I've I've done like a, a review a PDF download of the 10 best gaming mice and uh, and all these different things to get people on my list. And now I just want to see if I can even sell them this widget and see if it's viable. And, and once I get that affirmation, then I'm going to go develop my own mouse. If they don't buy it, I'm like, crap, I'm probably going down the wrong, the wrong path. I probably should be developing a keyboard uh, instead. So you can try that. And if that doesn't work, then you try the mouse pad. But eventually you'll find the product that does respond to that list or you realize that you're completely in the wrong segment. Luckily, we haven't had that problem, but uh, you're, you're finding these things out cheaper than if you like dove all in, right? And, mm -hmm. and you, you, you're, you're finding the answer out much, much quicker and cheaper than you would otherwise is what it comes down to. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, let me ask you this. So is there a certain price point that you're looking at to retail for in like the perfect world, like when you get it to where you want it, forgetting about like, yes, you're going to spend more now because you're doing AliExpress. And even maybe on your first run, it might be a lower batch because you're still testing in a sense and your, your cost is going to be higher and all that stuff. Is there something, is there something that you shoot for in your products, even just maybe the first two or three products? And then maybe you go with a different, you know, price point. Like, is there any strategy in that? Yeah. So this, uh, is a overall part of our strategy. Let me just start with one part of this. Um, part one is that I, I like the twenty-five to fifty-dollar product range. Mm -hmm. uh, just in general, uh, there's there's good margin in that range overall. It's the volume typically will be higher. Uh, you know, you start getting above a hundred-dollar price point. Uh, and this is just speaking in generalities. But in generalities, as you get over that that higher price point, a lot of times you end up with an item that's oversized. Because usually, the more cost, the bigger it is, unless it's an iPhone, <laughs> right? <laughs> those are, those are ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but so in general is that also it, uh, overcomes like that whole like spontaneous price point. Uh, people will spend 25 to 50 bucks without putting much thought into it. True. But if it's over a hundred, you, you start to hit some resistance, um, things like that. So that, that's typically where we're at. But the other thing that we hadn't talked about yet is every brand that we develop, we also have a product that we specifically go after that's our free plus shipping offer product mm. um, because that is another way to get people on your list. Uh, and uh, it works so incredibly effectively. And I don't see that going away because I think that that model has been around since like Columbia house uh, for anybody that's, yeah, that's old enough on this podcast to even remember them anymore, <laughs> but um, it works so well. So I mean, for, for color it, it's uh you know, we, we talk about this all the time. It's our drawings, you know, our, our, our free drawings. Uh, I don't really want to talk about what we're doing yet for Tactical um, sure. or Wall Baby because it's it's newer and people t tend to copy what I talk about. Of course, so, of course. Um, but if you can think about, uh, you know, something that costs you one, two or three dollars, uh, that's really like to ship like your all in price that you're 
uh, that it's going to cost you for the product plus what it costs you to ship the customer can be covered by what you charge the customer and you still make some profit, uh, that that is a, like a necessity for us for, for building a list. We build our list bigger and better that way than anything else. And as soon as we sell them the free plus shipping offer, they're immediately hit with a, an upsell offer. And you don't need a lot of people to convert in the upsell offer funnel, part of the funnel, uh, to make a profitable advertising campaign uh, right off the bat. And again, the whole objective here is to collect email addresses from people that are more likely to buy. So, I mean, if you're selling them a free plus shipping offer, those emails are going to be worth a lot more to you than someone that's signing up for a contest. Even even though those contest emails are still worth something, we, we definitely convert them, but nowhere near at the same rate than someone I can get to convert to a free plus shipping offer. So, the, the other big part of this component is, yes, it's 25 to $50 products, but you also want that that seven, eight, nine dollar kind of product at retail that you can buy for one, two or three dollars. Uh, and also that's very likely that you can ship easily uh, that you can use to to convert people as a free plus shipping offer customer. Uh, hopefully that all kind of make some sense there. Yeah, no, that makes that makes sense. It it's, makes perfect sense. Here's the deal, though. Let me ask you this. And because I know a lot of people are like, OK, well, now I got to think of this lead in offer, you know, kind of like a self liquidating offer in a sense. And then from there, I got to think about my next what's my next product going to be. Do you look at it as in the beginning, even just to see about the upsell? Do you just try to offer more of what they just got for free? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, okay. that's uh, that's a big key. Um, that's something that we're kind of missing with color it and, and something that we thought a lot about as we were developing these other brands. I mean, this has kind of been proven. There's no better thing to sell somebody uh, than more than what they just bought. So this is why this works so well in like cosmetics or mm-hmm. Uh, shampoo or you know shaving cream or just any type of consumable personal consumable sure. product uh, light bulbs maybe or I'm trying to think of something that's more in the physical space something that you can you know always use more of uh, mm-hmm. any type of food product uh, things like this you saw somebody a particular coloring book like why the hell do they need another one of those same you know inspirational words or whatever coloring book that doesn't make a lot of sense or even a set of pencils why do I need another 48 more of the same exact pencil. So this is something that we think a lot about as we're developing these free plus shipping offers, um, things that you can use more than one of yourself or that make amazing gifts that they just like give to somebody else. So that's such, such a good offer. It's like, okay, I'll take another one of those. I mean, a pocket knife or something would be a good example or um, a, a lighter that would like work underwater or something or th- things like this that um, you can you can just – take another one of those and keep it in another drawer in your house or in your, in your pickup truck or whatever. Uh, it, it works really well. I mean, maybe like a bib for a baby or a pacifier, mm. like you, you need more than no, one of those cause the baby spits it out, throws it on the floor. Now you got to back up one, what, whatever it might be. Uh, having things that you can sell more than one of is, is a really important component for us moving forward. Yeah. And so again, on, on that, I, I, I would be thinking too, as far as like, okay, now if I do that, I got to make it a good offer. So I got to be able to think now, normally it's going to sell for $19.95, but now because we've got them, you know, the free plus shipping, and now we're going to offer them, normally it would be $19.95 or $25 or whatever it is. What kind of discount do you usually do there to get them to take that next offer? Yeah. So, I mean, it, Again, the, the the primary first objective is just to get them on your list. So it's sure. like you offer them. So let's just say it's a nineteen ninety five. Let's say it's a fourteen ninety five product. It's hard to do for a twenty dollar product. Okay. At least it has been for us. But like something for like fifteen bucks. Let's just say it's a baby bib. Mm-hmm. You can sell those for fifteen bucks. I can buy them for a dollar and fifty cents like all day long. So the margins 
amazing. Free plus shipping, just get this bib today for $4.95. Uh, just pay shipping and handling it for $4.95 or whatever. Um, I still make money. They get the bib. They, then they get an upsell offer of a pacifier. Or like you just take these products and like move them from one part of the funnel to the other. So like one funnel's got the 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 bib is a top of funnel. The next one's got the pacifiers top of funnel, whatever it might be. Then you upsell them the other item and then another item and another item, usually like three upsell offers will hit them with. But if the first upsell is more of the same, the second upsell is something that's a similar price point. Um, but that would definitely be something that somebody like that would use. And then the next one's like the last one's a, a higher value thing. Uh, you know, maybe it's a, a stroller or something like, uh, I don't right. know if you wouldn't get that quite that high, but that was the first thing that came off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so now, you know, at this point, again, the important thing is that you're getting email addresses and turning a profit. And then the next part of that would be now you're six months down the line, three months down the line, whatever it might be. Now you have another product that is coming in from China or wherever that you're ready to launch on Amazon, you have this list of people that you can then send it over, over to that other thing. Like, and all in the meanwhile, you're, you're continuing, continually promoting this other funnel, uh, that's producing revenue for you and getting you email addresses and getting you people that are pixeled and getting you people on your many chat. Cause in that case, we'll get them on all three. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's just, and then it's just the flow into the next product that you launch and the next product that you launch and the next product that you launch. So, okay, but going back to, and I get it, when you have like two or three products, then you can kind of start to put them into place. But let's just say, for example, it is the bib. Now, if I was a parent, which I am, but I don't have babies anymore, but if I had a baby, I could probably use more than one bib. So maybe I got the ivory color one or the yellow one for the free plus shipping offer, but then on the back end, I get a multi-pack of three that you normally sell for twenty nine ninety five, and you may then knock off, I don't know, 10 bucks or something to get it for nineteen ninety five. Is that something yeah. that, that you would do? Because you have to make it a yes. deal. You're not going to just go exactly. here and now get ours for a regular price at this. You're going to be like, here, here's a special offer because, you know, you just, uh, you know, you know, got our free plus shipping, whatever, however you want to phrase it. And then here's a, a, a you know, maybe just a one-time offer for you because uh, we want to make sure, uh, you know, that you get all three colors because we know people like variety, whatever. And yeah. uh, and then from there, you would make them a 1995 offer and then you're still going to make some money. And now we know that, you know, you converted something on the back end of that. Yeah. No, I mean, that is... That is exactly what we do. Okay. And okay. obviously replace the product with something different, but I mean, that is exactly, yep. Yep. exactly it. Because if, if you only get 15% of people, which is about what we get on the, on the upsell offer take is about 15%. If I only get 15% of people to do that, the, the margin changes so dramatically in, in this whole game of getting people to convert. Right. So, I mean, uh, let's just use that same thing. Let's say we're selling it for, for 20 bucks. Let's just say, again, we're buying that bib for a buck 50, uh, so our, our costs are 450. Uh, there's, there's $15.50 profit in, in that upsell offer. And again, if only 15% of people take it, that changes the math on this so dramatically that, uh, you know, again, it becomes profitable, uh, to, to do this. You're collecting all these email addresses and setting yourself up in a very white, white hat way that's starting to build your brand. You're getting your products in people's hands, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that, when you have the next product to launch on Amazon, you have all this, all these assets. That's kind of the, the key. Yeah. And I think to really kind of highlight here is, you know, now you're able to also start playing with money that you just earned from that, that then you can fuel into, into, you know, more ad spend. And then the more ad spend, you can start refining and kind of really targeting in and dialing in your, your, uh, your audience and all that stuff. So again, that kind of fuels the ads and then you can start to increase that stuff. So 
I, I just think that it's the initial part of getting getting that offer to convert, number one, uh, even on the front end, and then on the back end to get that to convert, then it really starts to get exciting because now, like you said, now you're building a list profitably and making money. And now when you do launch that product on Amazon, you're going to be able to launch that thing with a bang and then start to get their traffic because you've given Amazon what they want, which is sales and an optimized listing and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, it, it makes sense. Now, I was going to ask you this before we wrap up. I was going to ask you this. Like, so for people getting started on Amazon, is there still room for us to get started on Amazon, Mike? Yes. I just think that the the easy, like make a million dollar overnight type of thing that people <laughs> used to talk about a couple of years ago is, <laughs> is pretty much gone. I think that you need to have a more strategic approach to it, uh, be a little bit more patient, uh, follow some of the stuff that I've been kind of talking about here. And I know that you talk about this stuff as well. Yep. Um, and, you know, treat it more like a long-term business than just like, I'm going to go get rich overnight kind of, kind of thing. But there the opportunity is incredible. Like, I mean, we continue to launch new products over and over again with pretty high success rate, as I mentioned. And I, I look at what's going on in the Amazon marketplace every day. And as of right now, you know, at the end of 2017, to me, like the opportunity is literally unlimited because the opportunity is way bigger than any amount of cash that I can ever get my hands on to, to develop products. So it's just a matter of, you know, for us, it, it's not running out of cash as we continue to grow at two to three hundred percent per year. I mean, so I, I see a huge runway to continue to do this. Uh, but again, it's it's doing it the right way. It's building mm. building brands. I think that's incredibly important. You're building something that ha- that you want to be able to treat eventually treat Amazon as just a channel. Yep. Just just a sales channel like any other. Although it's probably going to continue to be your most important channel mm-hmm. as long as you're thinking about Amazon long-term is just a channel. And yeah, of course, if you're just getting started, it might be your only channel and that's fine. You got to start somewhere. I, I get it. I know that a lot of the listeners on your podcast are, are kind of just getting started sure. and might be like really intimidated by like this conversation. I would encourage you not to be, I mean, but, but you want to take, take an extra day or two and like write all this stuff down. Like I said, map out like the end in mind, start with the end in mind. Like, what do I want to be like when I grow up kind of thing? Right. (laughs) Right. It's like, I want to be a brand. I want to, I want to have products that people love. I want to have an audience that people are passionate for my products. I want Amazon to just be one of my channels. This is where I want to get to long-term. Okay. Like what do I start with to make sure that everything I'm doing from day one, like fits into that puzzle Uh, and, and not just, you know, just kind of doing things willy nilly because like the one thing that you can't get back is time. And I think that this is still, even though there's still a a long way to go in this, eventually time is going to run out on this opportunity, whether it's three, four, five, 10 years from now, whatever it is, no one has a crystal ball. Um, And also like, what can I be doing to differentiate from everybody else that's following this, like get rich quick business, which is to just grab something off of Alibaba and make no changes to it, ship it in a poly bag, uh, and next thing you know, you like you have the same garlic press that everybody else does. Exactly. Uh, in, in a crowded market, uh, that isn't going to work anymore. So, like, again, think long term. Think about a couple steps ahead. Play chess when everybody else is playing checkers, kind of thing. Uh, and while it again, it is a little bit more difficult. It, it's it's incredibly achievable, and you can still do it with a small budget. That's the thing that I think that's also cool and important here is that you don't have to. You don't need 100K now to get started. You still you can still do it with 
a relatively small budget and, and be doing all the right things. Yeah. And I think, I mean, depending on your budget, I mean, you just start a little bit smaller, but I mean, you've kind of illustrated here today. I mean, really you can get started uh, very, very affordable. And what, like, I mean, you can test before you even really source a product. Like you're just yeah. finding it where you're going to deliver it from. And then from there, you're just making the transaction happen. It's kind of like wholesaling in a sense, but you're not even buying the product, almost like drop shipping in a sense. Yeah, uh, but you know, it, is. it yeah. is. It's like turning a drop shipping business into a private label business yeah. Yeah. when you're ready to do it, like yeah. overnight. <laughs> so, I mean, you can literally have 10 products that you could test doing this exact same thing, uh, you know, by just going and following what we just talked about here today. And if you were to test 10 products across the board in a brand, if you were going to source, you know, 300 units a piece, that'd be, you know, it'd be more expensive this way here. You're doing it and you're not even making a purchase until someone else purchases. So I think that's, it's smart. I think it's clever. I, I think that, uh, just for anyone, even that's just struggling to get started, like understand, like it is a process. And I've never said here once that it's like, you, you put something up today and tomorrow there's money flooding into your bank account. I think we all, we're all smarter than that. I think, I think we would love that to happen for the most part, but we know that that's probably not the case. And if that is the case, it's something that uh, someone is telling you because they're, they're looking at either a shortcut. And if there is a shortcut, it might work today, but it's probably definitely not going to work tomorrow. And I think you've illustrated that even just with your Google story where they de-indexed you and all of a sudden your business is wiped out overnight. And the same thing can happen with Amazon. Let's face it. I mean, if you don't play by the rules, they could totally do that. Um, but I think you being able to go out there, create your own, traffic source in a sense and uh, get your intelligence. I think that's the smarter way of doing it. I think it's the long, kind of like the, the longer road as far as like the, it's, it's just, you're, you're in the game now for the long term. You're not just, uh, you know, seeing if you can uh, go out there and make a few hundred bucks. And if that's the case, just go do retail arbitrage or go thrifting, do that whole yeah, thing. Like that's, exactly. that, that's what I would say. Right. But if you want to do this, like, and you said, building a business and then possibly doing an exit later, that's a whole nother conversation. And this business would be, be so much more valuable um, being able to do that. One thing I want to say too, Mike, is that, you know, a lot of people are only banking on the numbers that they see in Jungle Scout. And I love Jungle Scout. I love Greg, love the tool that he created. But to me, it's a tool and it shows me the surface level. It doesn't ever tell me the history necessarily. It does, but it doesn't tell me my history that I want to know because there could be people like you that are spiking the algorithm because you have a, a big list. And all of a sudden mm -hmm. I looked at the numbers and I go, oh, wow, look at this. It's selling 800 a month. Cool. I want to go ahead and sell that. But I didn't know that you had a list and that you just launched three months ago. And the reason why you just ranked so well is because you have a list and I'm going to have to compete with that list. Yeah. So, I mean, let me throw one more thing out sure. here. That's even, that's even more dangerous than that is that what if someone just ran a lightning deal? Yeah. What if somebody, uh, is giving away those products at 99% off and is losing their ass, but yep. it, you know, it doesn't show you that in general, Scott, right? So yes, I mean, you're right. It's absolutely just a tool. Um, and so one of the things that we do look for, and I, I, I'm sure you've talked about this before, uh, and I certainly know that Greg does, but like look for depth. In, in the space. So, I mean, if you see one product selling a thousand units a month and everything else in that same keyword search or, or niche is selling 50 a month, like be alarmed. <laughs> yeah, um, right. There's probably something going on there. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you're, but you're absolutely right. I mean, there's like a big danger in just taking that uh, jungle scout data as carte blanche and just like going out and betting your life on that data. I would be a little bit wary of that. It's, it's a great tool. It's a great starting point, but 
you know, use your brain. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, one easy thing I talk about this quite a bit and whenever I do a workshop, I'll talk about this. It's like, I, I always go and look at something like uh, camel, camel, camel or Keepa, And I'll look at the, at the history of that product or that brand. And I'll look at their BSR. I'll look at their pricing. Mm-hmm. And that just gives me some in, Intel and also tells me, did they just launch? you know, like, uh, you know, three months ago. And another, I think another thing that would be alarming uh, for me is that if I seen like there's 10 sellers and, you know, some have, you know, 600 reviews, some have, you know, 300 reviews. And then there's someone that has two reviews and they're selling more than everyone else. Mm-hmm. I got to wonder now, like, wait a minute here, like something's not yeah. adding up. So then that's where I would go. And I would look at the history and I would look at trends. I would look at all that stuff. So it's kind of like you're, you're trying to look at a history on that product or on that seller to see what's going on there. And again, I think people, they just want to look at the, at the, the top of the, you know, of the, you know, the product or as far as like the data and they don't want to dig down deeper. Um, so that's what I always tell people. Like you got to dig deeper and you got to do your, your, your own research and uh, not just with one tool. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think that's incredibly important. Yeah, I mean, especially, I, I, would, I was going to say, especially if you're just getting started, but I think that no matter what, like yeah. you want to, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I would just say yes, period, and be the end of story. <laughs> yeah, end of story. Um, all right, man. Well, hey, this has been awesome. I didn't know how long we are going to go. I know we could go about another hour or two, uh, but we'll probably have to have you back on just to get another update, maybe even dig into uh, a little bit more, um, even on just like, uh, you know, your process for sourcing and all of that stuff. Because I know you just got back from uh, China, right? You got back from another trip yeah. over there, right? Yeah. I was over there almost a full month. We yeah. were, uh, I spoke at the Global Sources Summit, and then I went to face two of the Canton Fair. I went over to the Philippines for a few days to our office over there and then came back into phase three of the Canton Fair. It was a pretty pretty awesome trip as far as productivity goes. Yeah. And, you know, to, to wrap up though, and I think another little nugget here for people, and I actually, I just brought this up to my team who, uh, you know, we're, you, you know, I'm, we're, we're in the process of building a new brand ourselves. We have been now for about mm-hmm. seven months. And after you and I had a conversation the other day and we were talking a little bit off air on very similar, but we just didn't go in as deep of this, but you were saying like really moving forward, like you're looking at just launching like a ton of products and you yeah. want to launch like product after product after product. And you said, that's really, to me, the name of the game is really like, how can I go ahead and just really cover the entire market, but then also spread it out. So you're not dependent on just one skew or five SKUs. And I think that's important because I mean, even with just a handful of SKUs, if you have 10 SKUs, you're going to find out that you get one day, you get maybe eight on one and 10 on another and 20 on another. And then the next day it might be the opposite. Right. Mm -hmm. And so now you're starting to see that you're getting steady sales, but they're kind of like a little bit here, a little bit there. And then the next day it's a little bit different. And you're not depending on just that one. And if you run out of inventory, it's not that big of a deal. It is, but it's not as big of a deal as if it was just one SKU that you were banking on. So I took that away the other day. I brought that back to my team. I go, reminder, we need to look into doing this. Now I'm not going to get as aggressive as you because I think you said something to me like one a week, like it's insane. Um, yeah. But um, you have a team also in place, a bigger team than I do that's dedicated to just that. Um, so it makes it easier. But even for us, I'm like one product a month should be minimum. Like we should be yeah. able to handle that. And I think that that's doable, but just talk about that really quickly. Then when I want to wrap up, but like, why do you think that's so important to be able to do that, you know, in, in a brand as far as like multiple products? You know, I mean, I think it depends on your goals, right? I mean, for us, I mean, I've set a goal of, we want to grow as quickly as we can. Uh, the, the reason being is that I, you know, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. I mean, I, I started my first business right out of high school, and I I see entrepreneurship as a journey. It's never just straight up a mountain. It's there's a lot of 
valleys and peaks. And I, I feel like what we're doing in e-commerce is one of those once a decade type of opportunities. So like, I'm just mm-hmm. starting from there. Uh, and, and with that said, like to me, like taking advantage of it the best I can while the opportunity is still here sure. uh, is, is important to me. So like that, again, that's just the approach I'm taking from it. So I think you have to start there to understand where I'm coming from to start with. So uh, and then it's just like, well, what's my long-term goal? Well, my long-term goal is to to become like a mid-eight-figure company and, and eventually, obviously, sell. Uh, and if we're going to be on this two to three hundred percent growth per year, uh, even just looking a couple years out, we're going to be twenty-five, thirty million. Okay, well then, what do I need to do to be able to get to that number? Like, I mean, you have to actually start thinking in terms of how does that actually happen? That's a that's a big number. I mean, mm, that's a huge uh, number. Yeah. Yeah, and we're at. At five, six, seven million right now. So how do we get from there to there? Now you can only grow so much with marketing, like all the stuff I talk about with Facebook and kind of growing your brand and et cetera. There's only so much growth that we've been able to achieve over the last like three to four years doing this with the marketing component. And that's usually about 25% per year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then talking to other people and looking at other established brands out there that are happy to grow it at 10% per year. You think about like big, large publicly traded companies that are growing at that rate. They're, they're doing really well by just doing marketing alone. So I know we can't get there just doing marketing, but I know that I can get there by spreading a wider net by having more products because Amazon is an intent based search platform. So if I'm not covering gaming mouse, uh, and, and gaming keyboard and gaming mouse pad and all these different, you know, just using random things, then I'm missing out on those sales. And and if I can if I can start to rank for something like gaming mouse as a for instance, I'm now able to capture all that all that traffic, all those all those keyword searches. So I mean I'm just trying to eventually cover more and more keyword opportunities, not necessarily uh, multiple products in the same exact keyword space, which we've done a little bit and had some success there. But the way that to, to this hyper growth is in this business, in my view, is just launching more and more products. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're, we're at a point where, yeah, I mean, it's, it's nuts. We have to be basically next year, uh, by the middle of the year, we have to be at a point where we're launching a product a week. Um, and that is no easy task. I mean, it's, it's not just no easy task from just finding the products, but making sure that we don't sacrifice on quality or, um, you know, cut corners on, on packaging or some of the things that made us really successful. It means, Having really well-researched listings that, that go up and uh, we're hitting that that boom out of the gates that I was talking about earlier because that's a part of our success and making sure that we're staying on top of PPC and like all the customer support that comes out of it. And, you know, as we're growing, our, I mean, we're at a total of 14 people on our team now. That's going to continue to grow and making sure that it, it, it's tough. I mean, I'm not saying that it's going to be easy. Uh, I have made a, a big high-level hire to help with this because I know – uh, again, kind of just looking at where the end in mind is, we're going to need a, a C-level person to help out with with this, and we've brought that person on to to help with all this. And and I also encourage everybody out there, and I, I talk about this every time I go speak, live comfortably within your own skin. Realize that it's taken me four years to get here. Uh, I started with hundreds of thousands of dollars on my own money because I ran another business before this that was really successful. Um, and I was able to do what I'm doing and I don't necessarily look at, at other people that are, uh, doing more than I do and go, man, I wish I could be doing that because that's a very dangerous game to play. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's in business and in personal, right? Like you can be like, I need to have this car, this house or this watch because everybody around me has these things. It's a, it's dangerous. So, I mean, uh, I, I enjoy talking about this stuff and I want to help people get to where I'm at and, and 
uh, continue to grow. But be realistic in the fact that this stuff takes time. This is not. This is a capital-intensive business. This is uh, a longer road type thing. And and just be comfortable with where you're at. And as long as you're improving from where you're at year over year, then you're doing good for yourself. And that's what I look at. Like I mean. Uh, we continue to grow. Even I look at this last year, and we're kind of at the end of the year. I'm like, man, like we could have done this or that or the other, and and it's frustrating because like you, every one of us wants to be an overachiever. But at the end of the day, when I look at last year's sales total to this year's sales total, we doubled. Uh, through all the chaos and everything else that you want to talk about, we still doubled from last year, and that's you know probably about the best you can hope to do as a business. That's yeah, a pretty that's a pretty good uh, <laughs> pretty good spot to be in, right? So. Um, again, just try to put things in perspective and be realistic, I think is kind of the, the bottom line point I'm trying to make. Yeah. And I, I think, I think that I'm glad that you said that number one, because I know some people will be listening and go like, wait, this, you know, Mike is just way far down the track. Um, but the, I mean, the, the big thing here is, is that, you know, like you said, like you came out of, uh, you know, another business and you kind of, you know, had your feet to the fire, so to speak, where you had to do something because that model wasn't going to work for you anymore. And you didn't want to have to go through that again anymore. So you kind of had to reinvent yourself and kind of start from scratch what you did. And yep. now that you've kind of built some systems in place, now you're starting to hire, now you're starting to build a team. Now you're starting to scale faster a little in, in a sense, because you have more hands, but it didn't happen overnight. You've been doing this for four years. Um, in this space. And, and now you're starting to get systems in place and you're starting to now be able to plug in and kind of give people tasks. And now you've even hired someone up that's kind of running, you know, the operations and, and kind of like even being like a, just a higher level, uh, you know, person on your team, which helps uh, tremendously. So yeah. um, just, I, I don't like people to get intimidated because, you know, of, of your success and, and, and your story. But in the same breath, I know a lot of people be like, man, I would love to be where Mike's at. I get it. But, you know, there's always someone that's going to be a little bit further ahead, ahead than you. And in this case, you just need to get started. You need to prove it to yourself that you can do this. And, you know, you have to just understand that there's going to be, there's going to be bumps in the road. I know that you can, you know, you can kind of, uh, you know, kind of say that, you know, I'm even just with the Google thing. I mean, there's bumps in the road there. Like you're like, oh my God, everything's great. And then all of a sudden the next day it's bad. Um, yeah. you know, so it, it's there. I just want people to just be aware of that, you know, and I think that was great saying like, just be comfortable where you are, but in the same breath, you know, you have to be able to push yourself and like you, you you want to like three extra business, but you two X'd it. So, okay, I did. Okay. You know, but most people would, would love to have a two X growth, you know, over, over every single year. So, um, yeah, I, I appreciate you saying that, but all right, guys, let's, uh, let's wrap this up. What do you say there, Mike? I mean, man, we could go on for hours and I'm sure we'll have you back on. Um, uh, but what do you want to leave people with? Um, maybe, you know, that are just getting started or even that are, maybe they already started and they've been in it for a year and they're just not seeing the, the level of success that they, that they want at this point. What would you, what kind of advice would you give those people? Yeah. I mean, I think again, it's the things I kind of wish that I got sooner in this business, uh, was thinking brand first because I came from an affiliate marketing background where it was just basically uh, you throw up a web page, you get X number of percentage of people to just kind of click through and you you make money up of a percentage of people. Uh, and it wasn't really necessary to build a brand and have all this other stuff. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think that the sooner you can get started thinking a little bit bigger picture, even though it, it's, it's tougher and it's a little bit more intimidating, uh, you're going to be in a, in a better spot. So, I mean, and if you're, Hitting a, a, a headwind, um, I mean, evaluate what that is. I mean, are you in a niche that's, uh, you know, people aren't passionate or you just don't have the margin or you have some systemic problems in your business? And 
there's nothing wrong with like realizing that and, and moving to a different niche or doing things differently or, or starting over in a different niche. Although don't be quick to do that because a lot of times like the best thing to do is to continue to work on what you're doing and just figure out what those pieces are. But I mean, one of my favorite books is uh, called Who Moved My Cheese? And I think that you know, Scott was just kind of talking about this where, you know, we had the Google thing happen. We had uh, when we're doing online affiliate marketing, we had some government stuff like like, I mean, every year in business, there's at least one or two or three major things that the average entrepreneur or person would just like give up and 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 go back to like getting a regular right. job. Right? right. So you have to you have to be able to to deal with that stuff. And and if you don't have that kind of personality, then uh and you probably should go back and find a job right. would be my number right. one thing. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. make sure you have the, the guts and the, the grit to, to deal with these types of things. But, um, yeah, I mean, just try thinking. I mean, I, I think that after over 20 years of business and looking back at the successes I've had and, and what does better, uh, when I'm looking to make money with the easiest path, possible path is when I have the least success and when I think longer term and build, you know, build better products and better sites and better content or whatever it might be, I end up doing better, even though in the short term, it's a lonely place to be because you're typically when you're starting a blog with really great content, you're writing to yourself. Or if you're starting an e-commerce business with really great products, you're selling them to, to no one but yourself. Uh, so it takes time to kind of get over that hump uh, and uh, just just stick with it is, is kind of what I would what I would say there. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, hey, Mike, this has been awesome. I appreciate you coming back on, brother. I always love chatting with you and uh, picking your brain because I know you're in the trenches, deep in the trenches. How can people get a hold of you if they want to learn more about what you, you're up to or if they have any questions? Yeah, I mean, probably the easiest place is at our blog and podcast, Ecom Crew, uh, ecomcrew.com. It's also a twice-weekly podcast, and uh, my partner, Dave Bryant, like writes a ton of really great content there. If you want to reach out directly, you can hit us up at uh, support at ecomcrew.com. And again, we talk about this type of stuff on the podcast week in and week out. Uh, Scott, you were nice enough to just come on the 100th episode that we just had, so I appreciate you doing that with me. And uh, we both have been on each other's respective podcasts and definitely appreciate coming on here and you coming and doing mine. Yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate it. And I just love hanging out with you and watching you, you know, kind of learn these new games that you come up with just to try to take people's uh, uh, money when they're uh, when they're partying. No. Yeah. <laughs> Greg Mercer. <clears throat> you, have have a, you have to have an Uber rating by the time I see you next time so I can, uh, so I can bet on it. I will do that. Hey, I don't know. Did, did, did you see that Uber ride I put up that uh, that we had when we were in North Carolina? Did you see that footage? Uh-uh, oh no. my gosh, Mike. All right. What I'm going to do is I'm going to drop it in the show notes to this episode. So if anybody else hasn't seen that, I'm going to drop it in there. It was, it was the most amazing Uber ride I've ever had. It was, it was on the, it was borderline wrong, but it was so, so <laughs> funny. And, uh, I mean, this guy did it right. And i talk, talk about how to differentiate yourself between the, the one Uber driver to the next. This guy, he just, he did a fantastic job. He had us rolling. Um, and I actually had to censor it a little bit, uh, but, uh, anyway, I'm going to drop that in the comments. I'm going to send you the link, Mike. You got to check it out. It was a blast, but yeah, anyway, I'm sure we'll be, uh, we'll be in touch and we'll be hanging out at a conference somewhere. But, uh, anyway, I want to thank you. I appreciate it. And I'll be in touch and Hey, have an awesome fourth quarter and an awesome 2018 because, uh, I know you're going to be blowing things up. So thanks again, Mike. Cool. No problem, man. Thanks so much. All right. So yes, that is a wrap on the two-part podcast episode that I did with my good friend, Mike Jackness. As you guys can see, he is a really smart guy and someone that, uh, you know, it's cool to kind of rub elbows with and kind of pick each other's brains and, and, 
it's really cool too, because you can hear that the things that we're talking about are doable. Like we're not talking about black hat. We're not even talking gray hat. We're talking about like building mostly like a brand. And if we build a brand and we can communicate with people that are interested in our products, there's a good way that we can give Amazon what they want, which is sales. And then from there, we can start to get them, Amazon, to show our products when people are searching for them. I mean, that's like the secret sauce. So you guys have heard me talk about list building now, gosh, for probably the past 12 to 18 months. Um, I did a free workshop on that. If you want to see exactly how we are doing it and very similar to how Mike is doing it, uh, theamazingseller.com forward slash build list. I'll link that up in the show notes as well. You can see that. And again, I'll remind you of the workshop for really getting started and following our little five-step roadmap that we've recently used to build a six-figure brand, multiple six-figure brand, and heading towards seven figures as we speak. And we did that in less than 12 months. And that uh, workshop is at theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. If you want to catch up with Mike, head over to ecomcrew.com. Check him out. Let him know I sent you. Let him know that you enjoyed this two-part series. I'll probably have Mike back on again just because I love talking to the guy. And when we talk, I just hit record and we kind of go through and, uh, and you know, discuss what's happening. And uh, he's, he's just an awesome guy and, uh, and just so knowledgeable. And, and he's definitely in the trenches, which I love. All right. So, guys, that's going to wrap it up. The show notes can be found for this episode at theamazingseller.com forward slash 465. All the show notes, the transcripts, even that video I talked about of my Uber ride will be there. I'll embed that in the show notes if you want to check that out. Pretty crazy ride. And uh, yeah, anything else there that uh, I feel is valuable uh, that would be a resource about the things that we talked about will be at the show notes at theamazingseller.com forward slash 465. And uh, episode 464 was part one of this, and that'll be linked up there as well. All right, guys. So that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you, and I am rooting for you. But you have to. You have to. Come on. Say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode. Hashtag take action 2018. Go get them.